Welcome to Organizing the Unorganized podcast. This is for unorganized moms just trying to do a little better each day. We talk real struggles while sharing tips, tricks, and a little organizing. We don't ignore what really goes on in our daily lives. This is where we start supporting and helping others through this thing called mom life. Let's go. Welcome back to Unorganizing the Unorganized. I am so excited, my fellow mamas, because we are interviewing Emily Wardrop today. She's a fellow coach of mine, and I wanted to interview Emily because she coaches moms, and she coaches them on being a good mom, and I think that's something that we forget, and we don't think we are, and we're really hard on ourselves, so it's just a great reminder, and she has some amazing points that maybe we can build into our daily schedules and that we can remind ourselves daily. Um, Emily also has two kids that have been diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. So she helps moms who have had kids or has kids with type 1 diabetes. So I can't wait for you guys to listen. So stay tuned. And here is my interview with Emily. Hello, Emily. Hi. I'm, I'm really excited to have you today. Can you tell our viewers or our, our podcast listeners a little bit about yourself before we get started? Sure. So I'm Emily Wardrop from Drop the War Life Coaching. You see how I use my name on that? <laughs> Wardrop, Drop the War. So I, um, I am the T1D Moms Coach. So I coach moms who have kids who have type 1 diabetes. And... Um, yeah, it's good times. <laughs> no, what else do you want me to say? So I have five kids myself and two of my five kids actually have type one diabetes. And so it's kind of a zoo here because my oldest is only nine. My youngest is two now. So we're done with babies. That's super exciting. <laughs> Although I love babies and I actually love coaching people like at the end of their pregnancy into birth and newborn phase. Like I think I might've been a doula in a different life. So <laughs> I do love that, but I also love that I'm done with that. So yeah. Anything else about me? Is that? Well, I love that. I have five kids too. Mine are a little more spread out than yours. Like we just, um, my son just had his 16th birthday. So that's super exciting. Yeah. And then, well, kind of, I don't know, such yeah, a different both. part of parenting. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, um, my youngest is four and I feel like I'm just realizing we're out of the baby phase. Is it yeah. probably because well, four baby. is for real. Like yeah. no diapers and all that. Yeah. Yeah. No diapers. Like I'm so thankful because of prices. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> How long have you been a coach? Um, I certified in 2020. And so it's been a little while now. Yeah. And I've always awesome. dropped the war. Life coaching was to drop power struggle wars with our littles. So I've always coached moms of young kids. But, um, and now as I'm coaching moms with kids with diabetes, the kids can be of any age. So it's a little bit different, but power struggles was basically, you know, the drop the war is like dropping power struggles. And with diabetes, it's like power struggles on steroids because all day, every day we need to do things that kid doesn't want to do. We don't even want to do it, but we know it's good for them. And yeah, so I just spent a couple of years preparing, I think for the diabetes diagnosis with all the life coaching tools and things. So. Well, and I think it's 
it's great to realize that this is just another thing moms add to their plate when your mm-hmm. child is diagnosed with diabetes. But when I first started listening to you before I was a coach, I love that I am a good mom is like mm-hmm. just something I think we have to remind ourselves. And sometimes we walk around because I know a sneaky thought I heard myself say out loud the other day is like, I'm failing, I'm done. And it was like, as I was going into the bathroom and I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? Like it kind of stopped me in my tracks. Cause I'm like, nothing's gone wrong and nothing, nothing was really wrong. I was just, I think at the end of the day, feeling defeated, probably um, every night we take our teenagers phones from them and have them beside my bed. And I'm sure there was a fight about the time or something, <laughs> who knows, but I don't even know what triggered that, but I think that's something we label ourselves and mm-hmm. um, tie our identity to and kind of lose ourselves in that, in our, just in the daily life stuff. And so can you talk a little bit about labeling and our identity? Yeah, for sure. I can talk a lot about that. So <laughs> as far as like your podcast goes, you asked me to be on and I'm like, wait, but it's a organizing podcast. I'm like, I'm still an organizer. Are you kidding me? And so do you, do you hear that label? Just yep. it, it just like comes out so natural, like you don't even realize you're doing it. And so we have to get awareness of how we're labeling ourselves. I'm the most unorganized person. Like that's not even close to true, <laughs> you know, but we just like stunt our growth by labeling ourselves things that are not useful. So we get awareness of that and also on purpose label ourselves things that are useful. So that was my whole thing is, I guess, is that you are a good mom. Believe you are a good mom is like your label, like I am a good mom. Because when we label ourselves something useful, then we become what we're calling ourselves. Either way, we become what we're labeling ourselves as. So when I say I'm the most unorganized person, then I become the most unorganized person. That's not useful, right? And so just understanding that we're complex, like we're not one thing. It's really hard to put us in a bucket. When I do these like personality tests, I'm always like 25% everything. <laughs> you know, it's like some people maybe like are more one thing than the other. And so a label kind of fits. But for me, I just like to think I'm both, you know, for the longest time I had this label that I was a, uh, oh, I'm glad it's not top of mind anymore. Cause I've been working on not believing that for a long time. Overachieving slacker. My whole family were overachieving slackers. I'm like, what does that even mean? That doesn't make any sense, but that's humans, right? We're 50, 50, right? We're, we're a mess and we're awesome. Like we have strengths and weaknesses, like shadow side. There's a lot of things people call it. And, um, and so we just have to like, you know, the wolf that you feed is the one that grows. Right. So calling myself unorganized and thinking I can't be on this podcast. I'm too unorganized is not helpful at all. So I started to think about the ways that I am organized and with diabetes. Yeah. You have to be more organized because there's, they have like these devices that you have to change out every three days or every 10 days. And you have to call the pharmacy and order more. And there's like so much, and they all have names. It's like, is this the Dexcom sensor or the transmitter or the CGM or the PDM? Or it's like a whole new lingo, a whole new world. So much like I call and just to refill the total tangent, but to refill the insulin, I have to like get the insulin pen out to say the exact right words or they send me the wrong kind. You know, I'm like, can't you just look at my account and send me the one that you're supposed to send me? (laughs) You know, there's so much and believing that I'm unorganized does not help at all. So I think that, um, 
I convinced myself that I do have valuable things to share with your audience because I'm more relatable, <laughs> you know, because like if I go and see an organizer on Instagram, who's like so organized, I'm just like, you're, you can't even relate with me. You have no idea what I'm going through. Like, forget it. So when I listened to yours, I was like, oh, this is, this is more like, it. you know, you got to like meet me where I'm at in order to like boost it just a little. I'm like way too overwhelmed and intimidated by somebody who's like actually organized <laughs> So anyway, like one tip would just be the small things, you know, so like to organize the diabetes supplies, I just put on my calendar, I just called the pharmacy yesterday and I said, so when can I refill these again? And she tells me, and I put it on my calendar. So I don't have to keep up with this one. It's every 90 days. This one's 30 days. This one's whatever. I just call the pharmacy. They keep track of that. The computer has algorithms and things. I don't have to. <laughs> and, um, and just, I just put it on my calendar when they need a sensor change and it's every 10 days. And so the the computer, the phone can calculate every 10 days, you know, that's something I can have it do. So I don't have to think about it. Um, yeah, that was a lot. Where do you want no. to go over there? <laughs> that is awesome. I think, yeah, you nailed it. This podcast, when people hear it, they're like an organizing podcast. I'm like, well, not really. We're meeting you where you are and you get to still be unorganized if that's part of who you are. And we just build systems and make it work for you. And when I go into someone's home, sure, I try to make it better. And it's way more fun to make someone else's life a little more organized. But I don't try to change who they are. And I try to make sure that it's going to function. When I walk away, it doesn't cause more stress and anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. And it is about the small things. For me, with um, little appointments or things like that that I need to remember, I always have to put like a week reminder on the tab and then a day before a reminder just because then I like know it's coming and it's it's just like a toddler you prepare them for something mm -hmm. and it, the transition goes better right yeah for sure yeah. okay so that was great so I've heard you talk a little bit about cycles tell yeah. us more about that because this is very very interesting to me okay so a man's cycle is 24 hours like the sun, you know, the sun, we know day and night, right. Is a 24 hour cycle. Women work on a cycle of 28 days and that's, you know, our menstrual cycle. And it actually, um, is like the moon. The moon is a, a month ish cycle, just like us. So like in a, in a day span in the 24 hours, there's certain times where we have more energy and we are more productive and we, we plan things in our day during those hours. And then there's hours that we sleep, right? Because we know we need rest. And all of that is planned into the day. And we're all just very accustomed to living by that. But women on our 28 day cycle, there's days of our cycle that we need more rest. There's days where we have more energy. There's days where um, we're more productive, you know? And so if we look at it like that, then we can give ourselves some um, compassion when there's days that we feel a little more unorganized or a little more slacker or, you know, like, why can't I get out of bed today? Like, all I want to do is watch Netflix today. Like I just watch Netflix all that day then. Cause I know that tomorrow I'll wake up with more energy. Like I don't have to force myself to feel a certain way that I don't just hormonally feel. And so it's just, again, back to the identity and how we talk to ourselves and, and how we label ourselves. And 
cutting ourselves some slack and realizing I'm a woman and I have a 28 day cycle. And I, it's just that time of the month. <laughs> We've always said that, right? But it doesn't necessarily mean that time of the month that I'm super grumpy right before my period or whatever we mean by that. It's that time of the month where I need a little more rest. It's that time of the month where I'm like ready. Let's, you know, so you can even like plan in your calendar once you kind of get a, an idea of how your cycle goes, more stuff on the days that you're going to do more. And then that leads into like, how we always think that our worth comes from our productivity. Can I go into that? Nah? Yes, please do. Because <laughs> um, this is something since I've become a coach that I'm trying to retrain my brain. And it's just so ingrained that it's really hard to remember. But our worth is 100%, right? We've learned this actually. I don't know if you talk about churchy stuff on your podcast, but um it's new we, we can talk about anything. we talk about anything okay <laughs> so if you remember the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints we learn from like as soon as we can talk there's a song called i'm a child of god right so we learn that we're a child of god as young women we're like i'm i don't know what the theme is anymore but we are daughters of our heavenly father right and um and what that means to me is that i am 100% worthy and i've known this since i was a kid since i was a young woman and then i get into this life coaching circles and brooke castillo has to be telling us that we're 100% worthy i'm like have we been learning of this at church forever but we just don't believe it for some reason you know and so um so really like cutting the tie between our worth and productivity right so um so that thought about the cycles is helpful for me with that that i'm like but literally any day of the month, <laughs> any day of the year, because there's another cycle thing, right? Is the four seasons of the year. So there's seasons of the year that we're more energetic and more that we're kind of hibernating, right? And um, and everybody's different. You know, some people get like really energized living in Washington state where it's gloomy all the time. Like I would not, but some people can. <laughs> you got to know yourself and um, and be compassionate with yourself and be curious and figure out what works best for you without the judgment, right? So if we're not productive and we're beating ourselves up about that, it's just a flat out lie. Like you are hundred percent worthy, no matter what you're producing, no matter what you're doing. And we'll say things like, I would find myself in my journal at the end of the day being like, I was so productive today. And like feeling really proud of myself or like, oh, I so whatever. And like beating myself up about it. And like legit, I am me all the time, <laughs> no matter what I'm doing. Even if I'm legit doing bad things, that doesn't make me bad. That means I did something out of alignment with who I really am. So I am good and I do bad things because I'm human and I can repent and make repairs and do all the things. And that's actually what like grows my character, not just being perfect all the time. That's not the plan at all. Yes, I love that. And I think it's like so important because you mentioned like productivity and even just not tying anything to our worth. If it's Netflix day, let it be Netflix day. I always say on laundry day, because I have a cleaning system that for people that like, just can't seem to, they're feeling like a failure. They're always searching Pinterest. I'm like, just have a cleaning day, a pickup day, and then a laundry day. And the laundry day, make it fun where you're just watching Netflix and you're breathing and you're able to write if you want on a to-do list, but you're not doing those things. You're just doing laundry and the bare minimum that day. And it, it helps recharge them. And I think it's so important to really evaluate and tweak as we go in the, um, I always say, give it six weeks, build a system. And then you're able to look at going back to the cycles. This is I'm noticing every 
28 days or these two days, I just don't have the energy and I'm just needing to give myself those days. So then I can recharge and I can keep going and I can be the mom I know I am and the mom that does not tie my worth to my productivity or yeah, external things. Yeah. Cause when we have those down days and then we beat ourselves up for them, then we just have more down days. We're just down. We're beating ourselves up while we're down. Like, let's not do that. <laughs> yes. And I love, um, in fact, when you bring up laundry, that was one of the things that my brain is like, yeah, but you know, you have a laundry system. So you are organizing one thing <laughs> and I love my laundry system so much. And, um, and so, yeah, there are other places that I could use more systems, but finding the evidence that I do do, you know, or like when I, we have a rhythm, right? Everybody has a rhythm. And so if you think, oh my gosh, they always say in parenting that like scheduling and consistency is most important. And I'm like, so inconsistency, we're labeling ourselves inconsistent. Um, instead we can believe like, actually I am consistent with what, because you do, you have a rhythm. And so it may not look like anybody else that like you have a schedule, you know, but you do have a rhythm and, um, and to work with ourselves that way and, and just embrace who we are. Like it may not actually work for us, but we're doing it for some reason. It is working for us for some reason. And if we're just fighting against reality, we're never going to make any changes. So embracing where we're at and then, um, is the only way to make changes, beating ourselves up. You're never going to beat yourself up better. So really finding the acceptance, um, of where we're at is how we, you know, get somewhere else. And being okay with like, okay, my laundry system rocks. I want to be better at maybe a better kitchen system or meal planning system. Yeah, yeah. Some things, you know, cause we all think, oh, I'm such a bad mom. I know this is a thought. If my kids eat, you know, quick food for three days in a row that I'm like, oh, I'm failing, you know, they're not getting the nutrients they need or whatever. And so just be lax and there is a time in the seat in a season like fall sports starting right now it's a little chaotic but I know I'm going to have more time to figure that out and in the summer I'm a lot more of it I can grill and spend more time with my kids or something like that yeah right? totally and let me just share my favorite little hack the first secret to sanity is that there's no mommy report card so whether you're feeding them whatever like if they're on screens too much, if they're like misbehaving, if they're pitching a fit at the store, anything that they're doing is not a reflection on you as a mom. This is another thing that we all just believe that. And we have to question that. It's not true. They are agents unto themselves. Like they are a person and they will make their own choices. And our job is to just teach them what we believe, our values, and they get to decide. And literally this starts before they're even born. My son was 11 days overdue. And I was like, man, this agency thing is the real deal already. Like he's not even born. And that was just a little sample of how life was going to go with them, you know? <laughs> and so we have to get that awareness that we're making. it mean that I promise you, anytime your brain gives you that lie that you're a failure, it's because you think you have a mommy report card. Like you did not fail because they did whatever. Like you can set expectations for yourself and say, oh yeah, I failed on that, but I'm learning from it. You know, we can like fail forward and it's fine to fail in all those things, but literally their behavior is on them. Like the end. <laughs> you yes. Know? 
Because we've taught them. We've told them a million times and they still just will not keep food in the kitchen. Like they know the rule and they just won't. That's not on me. That's them. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love that. I always say, let's start, like what does C plus look like? And then you can build up to B, but let's stop with the A's. Like you don't need to, we are never going to be, I personally am never going to be an organized A and I'm teaching people to organize, right? Like, and really it's just about being you, you're their mom for a reason and you are perfect for them. Totally. Totally believe that. Okay. Last hardest ways. Okay. Sorry. Last question before we finish, I have to ask because we talked about type one diabetes, how, as people that do not have kids with diabetes, can help and support those moms that do? Yeah, I'd say one thing, um, especially if the diabetes or the diagnosis is new, it's completely overwhelming. They are just overwhelmed. They have no idea. It's kind of like any acute situation, like in a death or something, you know, and you're like, how can I help? They're like, I don't know. Like, (laughs) just come up with something and do it. You know, you hear all those beautiful stories of people just bring meals unannounced or most someone's lawn or something like those sort of things, like, especially at diagnosis, it is like that. It is like a big deal and they have no idea how they need help. They're just so overwhelmed. You're wanting to help is, um, is actually just one more thing. That's overwhelming. So if you can just come up with something and just do it, that'd be great. Then as they kind of get into a rhythm and whatever, and as they're feeling more comfortable managing their child, then they might hopefully start feeling more comfortable training friends or family members or neighbors or whatever to be able to like go on a date again or whatever, like leave their child with someone else. And so um, just know as the friend who doesn't have the kid with diabetes, right? That it's not as big a deal as you think it is. <laughs> like everybody's freaking out and you're probably super intimidated. Don't leave this child with me, you know, but like, I promise it's okay. Like I have to assure the moms of this forever, you know? And once the mom can finally get it through her head that it's okay, maybe she'll pass their child on to you. And I promise like, it's okay. They're not going to die. There's very simple things you need to do to manage it, especially for just a couple hours. It's going to be fine. Like I send my kids over to the friend's house and they're like, Oh, what am I supposed to? I'm like, don't worry about it. Everything's fine. And I'll take care of it after what, you know, like you just don't need to freak out as much as your brain thinks that you need to freak out would be like my number one tip. I think that's great advice. I remember we did a co-op preschool and we had one little girl that had a severe peanut allergy and we all had to go through the the training and everything. And I was like, oh, please. Like every day before I was teaching, I was like, please have a you're too not. I'm not equipped. But I think as moms, we are and we know what to do. And as long as we're prepared we can do anything. And now we have these amazing phones that we can call quickly and, and you know, everything's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell us a little bit about yourself, how to follow you, how to get to know you better and all those things. Um, so it's all under drop the war life coach, drop the war life coach on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Um, my podcast is called the fruit snacks podcast because when your child has a low blood sugar, you just give them a fruit snack. And we were just joking about that before we hit record that whether your child has diabetes or not, you know, when they're hangry and have low blood sugar and you give them a fruit snack. Right. So, um, 
so yeah, my podcast has been around for a year and it has lots of fun interviews. Kayla was my very first. Yes. So it's so fun. I get to be her very first if she publishes this first. Oh, I will. <laughs> okay, fun. <laughs> and um, in fact, Kayla um, and I did an interview for my YouTube channel that I didn't even have a podcast at the time. And all of a sudden I'm just playing around and I accidentally started a podcast. And so she's just sort of there as the first episode that doesn't like, anyway, um, what's my point? Oh, you can go back and see all of those from the whole year. It's under the fruit snacks podcast, but it used to be called believe you are a good mom. So there's a lot of content about that. If you're interested and there's some real celebs on there, Jody Moore, Jennifer Finlayson Fife, all sorts of our fun life coach friends are yes. on there. So I know I love your podcast. Go check it out. And yes, it made me laugh when we, I approached you and I said, we should do a podcast together when it was on yours. And you're like, well, I haven't started one yet, but let's do it. So yeah. yes. <laughs> and then I did have one. So you're very inspired to yes. make me do it. <laughs> Well, thank you for coming today. I'm going to let you go because both of us have kids home and I know there's only limited time before they're going to be like, mom, mom. So thank yep, you so did. much. You probably heard them in the back. It's okay. okay. I can't tell if it's mine or yours. So that's okay. what I love. <laughs> but thank you for coming on and sharing this. I think this is truly valuable and something we all need to remind ourselves. No, thanks for having me. Yes. We'll talk to you soon. Don't go. If you are finding this podcast useful, head on over to my website, which is take5organizing.com. And this is where you can sign up and never miss a beat. I'll give you some tips, tricks, and of course, new free stuff. And if you want to skip that and fill out an intake form to see if we want to work together, you can do that too. And I know you probably have already done this, but if not, hit subscribe. It helps unorganized people like me and you find my podcast. And if you love this podcast, please leave a review and tune in to the next episode. We'll see you soon.